Want to be a voice actor and book more gigs? Then watch the free intro to voice acting class at voiceoverchampions.com. Change into voiceover champions to save the voiceover world. Hey there, hi there, ho there, everybody. This is Joshua Seth, and I am your host for VoiceOver Champions Podcast. Today on the show, I've got Anne Yatko, who is a very busy up-and-coming voice actor. She's only been doing this about four years, but when I was appearing at Otaku Fest in Miami a couple of weeks ago, she was signing right next to me and boy, was her line long. So she's got a very big and engaged fan base already. I talked to her about how she's been able to create all that success in her career and what it took to leave her job as a forensic scientist and go full-time as a voice actor. Really interesting and funny talk with Ann Yatko today. But first, I want to thank all the fans that came out to see me in Houston, Texas, last weekend. Wow, I can't believe it. These events are just getting bigger and better all the time. That trading card game convention that I just came back from was the first con that I have done in Texas, and I have never signed so many unique and interesting collectibles as I did this past weekend. So thanks to the people of Houston, Texas for showing up, and my apologies that on Saturday my line was three hours long, but I really appreciate it. My next appearance will be at the Simi Valley Toy and Comic Fest, which is right outside of Los Angeles, and it's going to be a bit of a Digimon cast reunion for one day only, Sunday, February 5th. I'll be appearing there with Tom and Dorothy Vaughn, Brian Donovan, Neil Kaplan, Paul St. Peter, Doug Erholtz, Brian Beacock, and Derek Stephen Prince. Like I said, a Digimon cast reunion. We've never done this before, and I'm really looking forward to it. So if you live in the Los Angeles area or Simi Valley, definitely stop on by. It's gonna be prodigious. My guest today is Anne Yatko. She's a Filipino-American voice actor and former forensic scientist. She's the English voice of Raiden Shogun in Genshin Impact, Nobara in Jujutsu Kaisen, and Sabine in Miraculous Ladybug. She can also be heard in Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War, Fire Emblem Heroes, and Final Fantasy VII. Anne is also a Twitch partner and streams regularly while she plays Genshin Impact. So let's talk to Anne Yatko. It was great meeting you in yeah. Miami and signing right next to you. Like we were both so busy that I never even got to talk to you. So this is my I chance. Know. But I mean, like what a, what a great problem to have. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially you, like you, you've got a lot of fans out there. What would you say people most know you for? It's Genshin Impact and Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, sure. I would say yeah. Genshin Impact. Those are some big titles. Bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people you know play what? Like for people that may not be familiar with your work, why don't you tell us the characters that you play and the shows that they're in? 
Sure. Um, so I play Raiden Shogun in Genshin Impact, uh, Nobara Kukisaki in Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, you can also hear me as Sabine Dupan Cheng in the fourth and fifth seasons of Miraculous Ladybug. Um, uh, recently, I was cast as uh, Bambietta and Meninas in Bleach Thousand Year Blood War um, and mm -hmm. a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> All right, cool. Now, what makes you different? from other forensic scientists that have become voice actors. <laughs> I mean, I might be it's the only the, one. <laughs> it's the weirdest career path. I know, I know. I took a very non-traditional path toward uh you think? today. Yeah, 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 just a little. What, did you did, did you always want to be a voice actor and then you did the forensic <laughs> stuff to like please the the parents or something or did you uh, find that it was boring and you want like I'm I'm really <laughs> curious cuz it's not like it's not like just a job you apply for no, online. It's a career. It, it's a career. <laughs> exactly. It's something you have to study for and go to school for and train for. And then you did it for seven years, I think, right? Yeah, I did. So, okay. So I've always loved performing, you know, like singing and like performing from a really young age. I'm Filipino. So like karaoke is in our lifeblood, you know? Also. Wait, so, so from karaoke to voice acting. Yeah, that makes okay, sense. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. karaoke to voice acting, right? But like I was taking voice lessons, I was taking piano lessons. I was very like musical from a young mm -hmm. age. And then uh, when I got into high school, I got really into acting, uh, joined the drama club, was on the speech team. When I went to college, I graduated with a degree in biomedical engineering to please the parents. To please the parents. That was, was my guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, because, but... because voice acting is not a real career. It wasn't yet. <laughs> do, do you, by the way, do you still hear that from them or have they come Not around? anymore. Not okay. anymore. I think what what they, changed it? When did they like, um, change their perception of, of your career path? When, I think it was when they understood like how popular I had gotten. It, that's a terrible way to put it. But like, I think when they started to see like the success and like yeah. understand it and like, like. What we call social hard, proof. Yeah, social proof, yeah. like the hard, the hard proof, the hard evidence. What gave him? What gave him that evidence? Like, did they go to a convention and see the fans lining up for They've your never autograph? Never been or? to a convention. Do, and do they follow you on TikTok? I doubt it. So, no, what, but I, what, what gave him that proof? Me describing to them like these conventions that I go to. I think that mm. like that like that was like one clue. And then when I I sent them, I sent them a couple of my character prints because they asked for it. And they're like, Oh, this is real. You really do this thing. So pretty recent then. <laughs> Probably in the last couple of years. Yeah. When did you make the switch to being a voice actor? Probably around like 2018. So it's still pretty oh, so it's recent. been a few years. It yeah, is pretty uh, to me. That's pretty, pretty recent, but it is yeah, a few years. But already. I, to, to be fair, like, even though I was working as a forensic scientist, I was still um, uh, I was, I was, I was acting and voice acting since like 2012, 2014, something like that. So mm. I'd been working at it slowly, very slowly. <laughs> yeah. What, what gave you the courage to quit your job and go full time at this? Uh, part of it was just that that job kind of took its toll on me. Like it's, it's really interesting because what I did was accident reconstruction. So for example, you mean like say, car accidents? Yeah, exactly. So say you were in a car accident and you rear-ended someone and say like six months later, it's like, oh no, they've blown through the money that your insurance is willing to spend on like, you know, medical care. And now they say they need back surgery. Now mm. it might go to a lawsuit and now uh, the, your side or their side might hire expert witnesses to kind of bolster their defense. And my boss was one of those expert witnesses and I was one of his assistants. 
I so see. I would read what? a lot, make a lot of reports, that kind of stuff. Isn't that sort of what the character in Fight Club did? Like he would assess <laughs> car yeah, accidents. Yeah, because he, he was an insurance guy, right? Insur- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's right. very similar, That's, right? It's, very, it's it's similar. Yeah, but what I was doing was more on like we were being like the more like impartial party that would come mm-hmm. in. Um, I mean. It's like all gray areas. And if you're being hired by someone, like how impartial are you? And, you know, 100 percent. It's it's you know, it's about like who can present the best case. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, the hardest thing was that every case I read about was just reading about somebody's worst day. Right. At the very very least. And as a a sensitive artist. Yes, I can see how that would take your toll. It's like just yes. It's a downer. Yeah. Yeah. And at some point I was like, either I make that my career or I like cut the ties and try to be an actor for real. And I, you know, I have a husband. I, I have a husband. I'm married. And okay. my husband and I. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> yeah, my husband and I talked about it and we like really like figured out like we can handle X amount of time before I would have to like go back to find more work. What does um, he do? He uh, he's actually currently the president of a company that does virtual production. So they're mm. called Lux Machina. Um, they're really cool. Uh, have you ever heard of um, uh, uh, the volume? The volume. It's what they they worked on, like Mandalorian. Um, okay. So Mandalorian is all shot on these uh, like LED LED volumes. So like. Oh, no I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know how I know this because I went to a show at Universal in Orlando that is done that way. It was the best ah. theme park show I've ever seen. I've seen well, it twice really cool. now. And it, it's it's the Jason Bourne stunt spectacular. Ooh. And, and they've got those screens as the backdrop, but it's very immersive and disorienting once you realize that your brain is being tricked into, <laughs> into merging actual props on the stage with real people doing these stunts and then images of people on the screen that is moving yeah. and integrated into it in the back. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine if like Broadway productions had the budget, they would start to integrate that into their shows as well. There, what do you there think? are some Broadway shows that are incorporating it. I oh, just really? saw, yeah. So I got to see K-pop the musical in previews before, uh, before it opened and then very shortly closed, which is unfair. I thought it was okay. a delightful show. But they had LED screens. So they didn't have that blurb. A delight. And Yatko. <laughs> they should have. They should have. That would have sold it. That would have kept it alive longer. The Voice Over Champions podcast. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, but they had LED screens. Only so screens, much you like, could do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like behind it and like on mm-hmm. the floor. So huh. they could change like their scenery um, and then also use it as like, you know, concert space. Um, so yeah. it's re- it was really, really, I thought, pretty innovative and neat. So basically, um, your husband has a real job. Yes, he has yeah. a real job. So and it was able to float us for a while. Wait, before I get canceled for for saying that yeah. voiceovers are not a real job, it's, no, it's I just want to be clear: job. they're not. Voiceovers not a real job. It's not because it's freelance work. It's not a like. There's nothing stable about it. It's freelance sure, it's not gigs. Stable. Yeah. But yeah, my so, husband has a nine to five. Yeah. Or more. With health but, insurance, uh, presumably. With health insurance and everything, yeah. Yeah, benefits. Yeah. And, well, that's very nice, yeah. I, yeah, I had I, a cushion to fall back yeah, on. I, but I think that's, that's, engineering degree. that's great that he's supportive and that you believed in yourself enough to take the leap and, and do yeah. what you're doing now. And and it's paid off because look at you now and all these Yay! many credits, too many credits to list. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but what, how did you get your start as a voice actor? Like, where, what was your first gig? What? 
what what yeah. moved you out of wanting to do it to mm -hmm. actually being able to get paid totally so like my my first like official like job was uh this video game called dungeon fighter online it was an mmorpg i think it's a korean company uh but i was playing one of like the playables and then mm -hmm. um how, how did like, you get that how'd you even get the audition for that so if you weren't i had like or anything no i wasn't repped and like i found this audition on la casting and i had mm -hmm. like a little like sample that i had made during grad school mm -hmm. so i went to cal arts and got my mfa after i got my biomedical engineering degree because i can't choose um <laughs> <laughs> But I had Wait, been, like, were you little... already working in forensics no. while you were going? Okay, because no, 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 an no. MFA that came... is a lot of work. Yeah, no, there's no way. That came after my MFA. That I got that job because I needed to start paying my student loans. Student okay. loans are real, guys. Pay your yeah. student loans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I got this job as a. a, a like a playable character and or wait wait, wait. One of, one sidebar sidebar do you know that you can declare bankruptcy but your student loans don't go away oh no yeah that was the last act that bush did in his presidency before he left was wow. to make student loan forgiveness ineligible from bankruptcy protection okay continue great awesome <laughs> our tax dollars at work <laughs> um wait where was i oh yeah yeah so then i started doing a bunch of these video games concurrently i was also doing this really cool like web series with a friend of mine from grad school where i was playing like this teacher and one of the students in like this educational series and like we sang songs every episode it was really really fun okay. and like it was for like this school program in uh in where was it in singapore i don't know it had a lot of views on youtube all right but, yeah, whatever yeah. it's it works work right works work yeah exactly yeah. but i did a bunch of these video games for nexon inc back in like 2013 something like i don't know time what's time uh but eventually it's a, like it's a construct it's man. a construct it's i'm okay. not in the time there's no <laughs> such thing yeah I'm just trying to create order out of chaos it's not real <laughs> that's the human brain we just try to create patterns um but uh i started working with them a bunch and then they would keep bringing me back for like extra content mm -hmm. and they would bring me bring me back to like different studios you know uh just wherever they were like um contracting out and eventually i started working at these studios and they would were put the me studios on their, in la yeah studios in la and then they would bring me they would put me on like their mailing list and i would get auditions from these studios mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and then eventually like i booked like a couple of things and then that's one of these studios um it was sdi I got to, uh, they just asked me if I wanted to do some, like, a, like a live action dub. And I was like, uh, sure. What's that? that? Thing? Yeah, yeah. Right. So like, I started doing that and then they're like, oh, you're pretty good at that. You want to do, uh, additional voices on an anime? Cool. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched anime in years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, I started doing small bits there, some supporting roles there. And that's like, that's like, now we're talking like 2014 through like 2018 is where like that part where I'm just doing like live action dubs and like small parts in anime. Like, yeah. And then. And 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 not to interrupt, but for people that are listening that want to be in this business and be a voice actor, what you're hearing is that work begets work. Yes, and, definitely. Yeah, and, and one thing leads to another, and if you're easy to work with and you're reliable and competent at what you do, talent is a nice plus, but you need these other elements in place first. Then you <laughs> keep getting opportunities, and eventually they begin to snowball. Totally. Yeah, That. That is exactly what happened to me because then, you know, all that time I was doing this day job, but I'm also taking classes, taking improv classes, taking comedy classes. I'm like 
trying to like fill out my like whole like actor's kit, right? Sure. Um, Did you take improv <laughs> in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. I studied you- at uh, the now defunct IO West. Ugh, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and the pack theater. Um, and that's where I also studied like sketch comedy. And okay. uh, it was really fun. Just at some point, like time became an issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Im- improv is a great tool to have in it's your It's a wonderful tool, tool. Oh my God. Could not recommend it more. Uh, but the work beginning work, from all that work I had done over the years, I think I just became like understood at this like one studio that like I can handle you know, a lot of different things. I'm, I'm versatile. Then mm-hmm. I, one day I got a call saying, Hey, uh, we, we, we want to bring you in for a, a video game. You would be, it's SAG. Are you SAG? And I'm like, no. And they're like, mm-hmm. you want to be Taft Hartley? And I was like, yes. Yeah. That means, uh, Taft Hartley means basically you're all, I love when people say SAG eligible. Yeah. Everybody's eligible. <laughs> <laughs> Taft Hartley means that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you skip. Um, you skip the through the process the immediately. Totally. Yeah. yeah, which is great. And that that video game turned out to be Final Fantasy VII remake. So oh. I did like fifteen, re- twenty additional. Like, yeah, a real franchise. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know that got my foot in the door at SAG, which was cool. Um, then I could feel like I was a legitimate actor finally after how many years? <laughs> when did you start seeking representation? It was around that time too. Mm-hmm. That right, was because like, you have a real credit to promote now. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I uh, luckily, uh, through one of the connections I made on Final Fantasy VII Remake, I was able to meet my now agents at Fox. Uh, Fox, oh yeah. They're wonderful. Uh, I know several I people there. That keeps. There's a few agents that keep coming up over and over oh, in, definitely. These, in yeah. these interviews and, and that's <laughs> one of them. So you're happy there. That's good to hear. I'm, yeah, I'm very happy yeah. there. Um, and now, I think like less, like, no, about a year from that, like with my agency, like I booked a few things and then Jujutsu Kaisen fell in my lap. So now that you've got representation, I'm curious because you built up this network of studios and contacts that were feeding you auditions. Do you still take auditions from outside your agent like that? Or is everything that you auditioned for now coming in through Vox? Uh, I would say like the majority of stuff that I auditioned for comes through Vox. Every once mm-hmm. in a while, like, especially like when studios like just know you, like they'll just like email you, but they'll like mm-hmm. usually email me and then like CC my agent. So, right. you know, it's yeah. like all there, but for the most part, I would say, yeah, like 90 something percent is like just through my agent. And then like that rest is like on my own. What do you wish you knew when you started out? as a voice actor that you know now? Ooh, uh, I wish I had stuck in classes more during the beginning, like voiceover classes specifically, um, mm. during the beginning. Like I took a more few and then like- training. More voiceover training. More voiceover training specifically. Theater. Yeah, but only because, only because I think voiceover classes are the, is one of the easiest ways to meet people and network with people who will become your colleagues. You know, that's true. There's, I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've told this story on the podcast, so I'll, I'll do the, the 10 second version. Yeah. But the character that I'm most known for, of course, is Ty on Digimon, which I've yeah. voiced for 23 years now. But I wouldn't have even gotten the audition for that if I weren't already known to the production team because of working on Power Rangers. And mm. the only reason I got into Power Rangers was because I was referred to them by someone I was taking a class with, uh, right. an animation class with uh, in Los Angeles. So yeah, you're absolutely right. That's if wild. You, if you shine 
in the class, whether it's online or in person, you never know where those connections can lead because all of life is about these connections, really, not just this industry. Yeah. And I think that's the lesson that I would have given myself earlier because I kind of was just like lone wolfing it for a really long time, Mm -hmm. partly because I didn't have time because of this other career that I had. Um, But I think that might have sped things up a little bit, but I'm not like... I'm not mad about the way things went because I'm pretty happy where I am right now. Sure, yeah, but you feel like you you would have had maybe more. What 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 would that have given you if you had probably had... just probably just more opportunities to mm-hmm. audition for cool things before you know before I you know maybe you would have ramped up more quickly. Exactly, that's the only thing really. So yeah, and I think you know to your point about like knowing people helps open doors for you. It also uh, you know is the same the reverse that like once you're in a place then you can start opening doors for other people as well and that's yeah that's that is also very nice too because you're you're in a position to to help someone else up that ladder of success except totally. for the jerks out there that just want to kick it down behind them they're well, those two. Uh, yeah. but they don't no, come on this podcast we don't like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not paying it forward but yeah. there's a lot of that out in la too. Now, usually at this point, I'll, I'll ask the interviewee uh, how things have changed in the voiceover industry since they started. But like you st- actually you started maybe a year before the pandemic, year or two before the pandemic. So I mean, as far as like as far as like really, really working. Yeah. But I mean, I was working for like four or five years before the pandemic. So like I did uh, I did know the life before like before the pandemic started. I'd never auditioned from home. I didn't have a home studio. Mm hmm. Yeah, not a and real home how, studio. How much yeah. do you voice from home now? Now? What percentage? Uh, now that things have opened up, it's getting closer to like 60, 40, 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But during the pandemic, obviously, it was like 100%, right? Yeah. You, I mean, you still do your auditions. Yeah, I still do my auditions from well. home. You mean yeah. 60, 40 from home in terms of the recordings? In, yeah, in terms of the actual sessions, yeah. And other than things that people know you for, like video games and anime, what do you spend your time voicing? Are there other areas? Yeah, so like I, you know, I book commercials here and there. Probably not as much as I want to. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's I almost everybody. Though. I know. You, you, that's, you that's know, a, you're lucky if you book one out of twenty five commercial auditions. It's true. It's true. In my experience. Um, I mean, there's just so many. Uh, they pay a lot but, more, so that's okay. They do. Yeah. That's the just thing. keep hitting it. Um. Yeah. Commercial work, and then like uh, like some like like a couple of prelay projects that are like still actually. Did it come out yet? I think it's already out in like France, but I was, I'm in this show called Jade Armor. Uh, it's a really cute, like kids superhero show. And I play like these two animals. They're really cute. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll circle back to that at the, at the end when we talk about your upcoming, <laughs> upcoming product, uh, when we talk about your upcoming projects and sure, what yeah. NDAs you are willing to break. So, so we can, <laughs> we can get back. I'm just jumping that. forward. Don't worry about it. Now, what advice do you have for people that want to get into the voiceover and voice acting business now? Um, well, besides I want to be a voice actor.com, uh, <laughs> I think it's just uh, educate yourself. You know, like take if you can take classes, take classes, because like we were talking earlier, that's where you can network best. It gets your you can get your face in front of people who can make decisions. Uh, and that's pretty cool. Um, but at the beginning, it's really just about like learning. It's like mm-hmm. find places to learn. If you can't afford classes, watch material and like watch it with a critical eye. You know, buy books, buy books on acting, rent books on acting, go to the library. There's so many free resources on the internet. Rent books? Rent books, yeah. How do you rent a book? 
I might go to the library. <laughs> oh, okay. But you mean borrow them? Yeah, borrow them. I think them. your librarian's been scamming you. I think they <laughs> have been. There's, yeah, there's a charge every time you take one of these books back. There's a late <laughs> fee. You didn't rewind. Yep. So now, one thing you didn't mention is that you're a Twitch streamer. I am uh, also a Twitch streamer, yeah. Why? Because of Genshin Impact. So when I when I when I booked Genshin Impact, I was like, oh, I should play the game. And I'd played it a little bit when it first came out, just to mm -hmm. try it. Uh, but I started playing the game after I booked the sh the gig, and I was playing it a lot, and thought, oh, I should probably like do something with this. And I knew that a bunch of my castmates are all we're already streaming the the game mm -hmm. online so some of them stream on twitch some of them stream on youtube and i was like i could do that so you know i uh you know got some help and i got started and then it just never stopped how long ago did you start then oh uh, wait uh because I, I know this because when people resubscribe the like twitch tells you how long they've been subscribed for i mm. think it's 17 months so it's almost a year and a half i don't understand why people want to watch other people playing video games for uh, hours. So, so part explain of this it, to me like I'm five. Yeah. Okay. So part of this is that some people like just, they want to experience it without having to like do it themselves. So me, when I was growing up, uh, I have a brother, he's three years younger than me and he's way better at playing video games than I am. So mm -hmm. I would sit in his room for hours, just watching him play video games. I watched him play all of Final Fantasy VII, Final mm -hmm. Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy X. That would only make sense if you're watching somebody who's better than you. Are you like really good no, at no, the no, game? No, 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 no. I would watch him play. He was playing all of these games. Yeah, you were learning him. from him. He yeah, back back then you were learning from him. Watch, because I wanted to watch all the cutscenes. So like, this is part oh, of it. It's like oh, some people oh, just want to oh. like experience the, the game, but not have to do the whole thing themselves. Can't you just watch and the cutscenes on YouTube and just get right can. to it? And yeah. you can't. And the, and the other thing is that like some people really just like like the personalities of the people who are streaming. And so uh -huh. like I like interact with people who are like chatting. So like I'll answer like stuff that's in chat. Like, it's like people, going like, live, but for six hours. That's the part I don't like get. Who has six I usually hours? only go for three or four. Yeah. Or even <laughs> four hours yeah. to play a video game, let alone watch somebody else. But I will say like I also don't understand why people watch other people play sports. Like, okay. you may as well go to the it's gym with a lawn chair and just sit there watching <laughs> other people exercise. Uh, my husband, my husband, mm -hmm. Zach, uh, hit upon this this point one time. He was like, it's kind of like, you know how uh, stay-at-home mothers or, like, people who work from home might watch, like, daytime television, like soap mm -hmm. operas, talk shows, I, whatever. Yeah. This is This is kind of like that. Like, you know, you're watching it, you're watching stuff that you can honestly just put in the background and you can hear my voice. Like they're like, doing other things. Yelling at the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I could see, except like. that it's visual. Like that I love listening to listening to podcasts, obviously. Sure, yeah. Making one. And audiobooks <laughs> because I'm very auditory, hence being a voice actor, right? Like I would right. prefer most times to listen to a good audiobook than watch a TV series. And part of that is what you're saying that I, you know, you can multitask, you can do other things while you're listening yeah. to it, but that doesn't work with something visual. And How do you have it on like, in the background if you're watching it? Well, I mean, that's, you know, it's how much are you do, how much are you watching it and how much are you doing the thing you're supposed to be doing? That's, you know, whatever. Yeah. Your maybe they're watching it at vary. work. Some, I think some people do. <laughs> there's, there's something <laughs> called presenteeism where people are physically at work, but they're completely checked out. Yeah. So yeah. maybe they're actually on Twitch. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. On their devices. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but I think at the end of the day, it's just about like, um, especially like during the pandemic, like people were online more often and 
Twitch was one one way that people could like create these little communities for themselves. You know, like now I have like regulars who are on my stream a lot and like we're like we're just like joking all the time. Um it's it's a it's community. Fun. And yeah. yeah, it's definitely a community. And I think that's that's probably the biggest thing. Not even well, more even more than like just listening to me voice things in the game that aren't that don't already have voices. You've not succeeded in converting me to actually watching a Twitch stream, but you okay. have succeeded in explaining it to me. Good, so. good, good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. No and bad. now the the most important part of the interview. Mm. Let's talk about your love of naps. Ah, uh, yeah. Um This I is highlighted sleep. all over your your website yes. and your yeah. bio and I, everything. I, I, yes, I you're big into naps. Yeah. I love naps. I love sleeping. I love sleeping a lot. I can sleep almost anywhere. Like I, if you put me on a plane, if if I'm not like actively like watching something, I'll probably just fall asleep. I have fallen like, asleep uh, before the plane. What is it? A panda or a koala bear? What like sleeps? Koala. Well, I think it's I think can, it's both, but it can definitely sleep koalas. upside down and yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, like yes. <laughs> so that's you. So uh, you just you can just you have a very easy time falling asleep and you enjoy that. Going unconscious. I, I, very, I very much identify with koalas, even yeah. though in real life koalas are very like they're kind of mean. I met a koala. They got those here. claws. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever done those comic cons in Australia? I did a uh, Crunchyroll Expo in Australia last year, so I, we went to a place with that had koalas. Yeah, so did I. I, I did a different ex <laughs> a different uh, comic con, but we went to a night zoo and saw all these Ooh, animals in the zoo. wild. Was, and I got to hold a uh, koala bear, and yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing yeah. place. So a lot of people say they can't take naps because they wake up more tired than when they went to sleep. What's your secret? Um, no, sometimes I do wake up more tired than when I went to sleep, but I still think <laughs> it was worth it. it anyway. It was worth it. <laughs> the, the reason why you wake up more tired than when you went to sleep is because you either you probably slept too long. Well, that is like you true. You have like a natural cycle. Right? Yes, and these, these are called it, ultradian rhythms, and your mm -hmm. ultradian rhythms change about every 20 minutes. So... If you train yourself to take a nap between 20 to 25 minutes, you cycle through beta, alpha, theta, and delta brainwave states and then wake up. If you start that cycle again, you get uh, fatigued. Mm -hmm. Why do I know that? Because uh, I'm a trained hypnotist and used to tour as a, a comedy hypnotist. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Putting, putting people to sleep was my specialty, but, in a <laughs> but for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, I too, I too love naps, but not to the uh, point of like uh, advertising it everywhere. <laughs> so okay, you could, you know what? That maybe this is a, a new streaming channel for you. Is like people that love, yeah, just people that love to take naps. Like you just a community of people that get together, talk about how excited you are to mm. go unconscious, and then you just fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, but while streaming, about, yeah. I don't know how I feel about people just watching me sleep, though. Do you drool? Probably. I have okay. to. Yeah. Sometimes I snore. That would or, or snore, sure. I don't yeah. feel like snoring is as embarrassing as drooling because the snoring can kind of be funny or cute yeah, 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 or yeah. endearing, right? Drooling, tough to tough to, to play that one off. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. It's now time for the lightning round. All right. <gasps> That's new lightning round music. We're gonna play that one again. Is there a role you've always wanted to voice? I've always wanted to be the voice of a Disney princess. Who's your favorite voice actor? Oh, no. Is it Joshua Seth? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Pandering! 
<laughs> Who's that? Uh, it works. Um, how, what's a, a voice actor that you would love to work with? Joshua Seth? I'm kidding. <laughs> but this also is true. going great. <laughs> For reals. Um, I mean, honestly, like the real answer is like, I'm so lucky that I get to work with any voice actors, period. Um, but one I would like absolutely die to work with is, um, uh, okay, and this is like kind of- Out of uh, time. Kidding. All right. What's a project oh, okay, you'd right. love to work on? A Disney princess movie. <laughs> Circling back, a voice actor you'd love to work with. Sandra you have 10 o. seconds. Sandra Ooh. O. What? Sandra o. Sandra oh, Sandra O. o. Yeah. 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 You know yeah. what? Uh, my favorite Sandra O movie is Sideways. What's yours? Oh, oh, Sideways is so good, but I also just really loved her in Turning Red. I, I watched it recently and I was like, I love Haven't it so seen it. It's great. And that concludes the lightning round. Let's talk tech. All right, I was going to get rid of this section because I feel it's repeating a lot. Like a lot of people have the same kind of microphones and things like that. We're going to talk about your booth, but okay. we're going to, I'm going to put a little, a little spin on it. Let's talk tech, but make it sexy. Uh. Tell me about your home recording voiceover booth setup. Well, my home recording studio consists of Audi mute panels, uh, put up on C stands and PVC pipe. Yeah, uh, C stands, baby. Right, C stands are so sexy. Uh, I've got some carpet on the floor. How about on the I ceiling? Mm, it's the Audi mute panels. Yeah. Is it shag carpet? Yeah, it is. All right. Yeah. <laughs> What's your interface? <laughs> My uh, my interface is a Steinberg UR22. And how about that microphone? I currently record on an AT4033, but I have ordered a TLM103. It is inbound. Yeah, baby, that's the mic I've got in my studio. Yeah. And let's bring it on home with this last question. What's your DAW? My DAW is Adobe Audition. That has been Let's Talk Tech. <laughs> and now it's time for questions from the fans. <gasps> Yay! All right, let's take a look at Twitter. On Twitter, Ryan asks, what's her thought process in creating a voice for a character? Ooh, okay. So when you are asked to create a character, you have any number of tools at your disposal. You've got the sides or dialogue, you might have a description from the client and you may or may not have an image. So, you know, depending on how many of those things you have, uh, this gets easier or more difficult. But really the, the answer is it's the power of your imagination. So, you know, I just take what they gave me and I, you know, think to myself, well, what do I think that could sound like? And maybe I have more than one option. And then I just start playing around with it. So, you know, you've got a lot of tools at your disposal. You've got pitch you've got your your rate you've got your volume you've got cadence you've got like textures in your voice uh the tone the tone yeah the, the attitude the, the that you quirks have. the attitude yeah. yes yeah so use your imagination and have a grasp of the technical aspects of yeah, it as well. exactly yeah on instagram a Disney mom asks, who's more fun to voice in Beasters, Six Eyes or Cosmo? Uh, 
Oh, definitely six eyes. I, I always tell people like six eyes was one of the one of the roles that when I got it, I was really intimidated by it because I wasn't sure if I could do it like just right because um the Japanese Can you do the voice? Oh, six eyes is down in here. She's at the very bottom of my register. Ah, that's She's why. Very okay. husky. Uh -huh. uh, but the the Japanese seiyu is um, Kujira, who is the voice of Orochimaru in um, in Naruto. So like that, I was like, oh no, I can't step into those shoes. But I think I did okay. And they All did right. do some. They did do some post processing to like lower it even like another like half tone. And looks okay, but we won't tell anybody that. Spoiler alert. Pop Greens asks, was there any difficulty performing Yuri's last few scenes in the Violet Evergarden movie? Mainly in oh. the physical sense from how he could barely speak by then. Yeah, okay. So Violet Evergarden. Is that a spoiler, movie. by the way? Uh well oh, when you meet when you meet Yuri, I mean he's he's like convalescing. So you do the math from there. Uh uh, anyway, uh, at the very end of the movie, like it's a super sad scene. And like, I remember we watched it, we watched the original Japanese scene. And then at the end of it, me and the director and the engineer were all crying on the line. <laughs> I'm just weeping in my, in my closet at my old apartment. That's when um, you know you nailed it. No, no, no. Just watching the original Japanese. I hadn't. Oh, not from your it. performance. <laughs> not from your my performance. performance did too. not elicit sobbing. I'm like, yeah. I'm I was like, oh no, am I gonna be able to put it together to start the scene to then recry? And we mm -hmm. did. It worked. <laughs> um, it was just, it was just that part, that was just acting, you know, like really taking the journey with him through that scene. Yeah. Astro Titan asks, what inspired her to do voice acting? Uh the very beginning of my love with voice acting is uh seeing The Little Mermaid, uh Disney's The Little Mermaid when I was a kid. Uh I always that was like the beginning of my love of Disney princesses. Mm. Uh, so like between and, her. And it, it was the beginning of Disney re-emerging as a force, yes. a cultural force in animation too. Definitely, yeah. Mm. So like Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Mulan, like all of those women were like so cool and powerful. And I thought, mm. I want to be able to do that kind of a thing. Not just like be a, a, be, be a cool, strong woman like them, but also to be able to voice a cool, strong woman like that would be so cool. And then I put that thought away for like 20 years. Do you feel now that you are doing that, though, that that has enhanced the cool, strong aspect of your personality or was it there from the start? Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just like process what you said. <laughs> I think they were definitely like foundational. Yeah. And, and I hope that like when I voice cool, strong women now that I that they're a part of like the foundation of those characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you're bringing yourself those qualities in you to the role. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. On Facebook, Erin mm -hmm. Ogawa asks, what's your favorite Disney movie? Oh, uh, Oh no. I mean, classically it's the little mermaid. Uh, you, you never forget your first, uh, but I also just really love Mulan. I know, like, I know it's, there's I've never with watched it. Mulan. I try to keep. But it's really lovely. I keep trying to get my daughter to watch it. She's nine. And She's I. She's not she, into it yet? No. Like, mm. she either wants to watch things that I think are inappropriate for her age, like Demon Slayer. <laughs> yeah. She gets well, in these things where she'll watch one movie over and over and over. 
Totally, like totally. when she was little, it was Moana over and over and over, or Frozen, which now she's like, I don't like Frozen anymore. It's for babies. But you watched it 50 <laughs> times, and then I had to sit there and watch pieces of it anyway 50 times. Sure. So probably when she watches Mulan, then it's going to be over and over. <laughs> Allie asks, is there ever any increased pressure when joining an established series like Bleach versus a new series where the popularity may still be undetermined. Is there a difference in how you approach those situations? Um, no, fundamentally, no. I mean, like, am I aware that Bleach has, like, a huge cultural, like, imprint and is, like, a big deal? Yeah, of course I know Bleach is a, is a big deal. Um, is that going to really change how I approach voicing my characters? No. And the same goes for a show that is like brand new. Like when I started Jujutsu Kaisen, like I was aware that it was a popular manga, but I didn't know how how popular that meant. Um, you hadn't read it or change. anything. I hadn't read it or anything mm -hmm. at that point. Um, I have now, but like that didn't change how I was going to approach voicing Obara. And that's been questions from the fans. <laughs> Some good questions there. You've got a lot yeah. of very engaged fans. So now, what are you working on currently that you're able to tell us about? What's next for you? What's next for me? That's a really good question. Uh, well, I mean, thanks. I wrote it myself. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the second season of Jujutsu Kaisen, which comes out in July. And that's when we'll start working on it on the dub side, assuming that I get to still voice Novara, which I hope so. Yeah. And then uh, the next part of Bleach Thousand Year Blood War comes out, I think, around the same time. So then I'll just be looking up for whenever Bambietta and Meninas uh, show up again. Cool. Uh, after that, I, I, you know, we're just, this is the part of the year where you're just, we're auditioning for stuff so that we can be in shows to be in stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so just waiting for work to pick back up. And then I've got conventions. That's yeah. kind of my life. So speaking of which, what Comic-Con appearances do you have coming up? Where can the fans see you? Uh, yeah, so I will be at Brick City Anime Festival. That's oh, Eno, yeah. California. I did that last year. That was my first Comic-Con back <gasps> after the pandemic. It's really oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, so I'll be there next month. I think that's the 11th and 12th of February. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm doing, let's see, I, I think I'm doing a store signing in Southern California at the end of February. And then I'm doing a store signing in Heath, Ohio at that guy Pop Shop. Wait March. a second. I grew up in Ohio. I've never heard of you Heath. It's yeah, like near Columbus, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a but lot they, of little towns around. Yeah, Columbus. but there's this, there's a there's a store that popped up. It's like a huge like memorabilia store. Mm. So they they're they're uh, having uh, five of the main cast members of Jujutsu Kaisen come out. Uh, wow. To like and do a whole day of signing stuff. When is that? That is, I believe, March 18th, if I remember correctly. Cool, and I'm sure people can find this on your social media, and I will have yeah. all your social media links in the show notes. Perfect. On this episode. Yay. And finally, what's your favorite dessert? <laughs> My favorite dessert is a Filipino dessert called Duron, and it is basically like a sweet banana egg roll, and it is delicious. I have not had that, but I, it does make me want to ask you, what is the name of the Filipino dessert that is purple ice cream? Oh, did you just have ube ice cream? Ube is like the best flavor in the whole world. That's it. Yeah. 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 It's really yeah. unusual, and I wouldn't even know how to describe it. Yeah, because it's not super sweet because it is, it's like a, a root vegetable, right? So yeah, it's a it's, it's an ice cream made of a root vegetable. It's so weird. Yeah, like it's kind of like sweet, but also kind of savory, and it's delicious. It's just everything. Yeah. All right, Anne. Thanks for coming on the show. It's been great to talk to you and get to know yeah. you. Yeah. 
you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. I've got a question for you. Have you ever thought about getting into voice acting yourself? If so, check out my free intro to voice acting class at voiceoverchampions.com and become a voiceover champion.